Good morning. God is good. Amen. Let me just set this here. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, which we give honor and glory because you're God and God all alone. Search our hearts. Anoint my lips. Put the coal of your mercy upon my lips because we count on your mercies. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Why do we do the things that we do? There's things that we do and don't even realize why we do them. An act or a trait that has been embedded in us by someone and we don't even realize where it comes from. Have you heard? What you just did reminds me of your father. What you've done, what you just done reminds me of your brother, your sister. Maybe in the way you may say something or act is similar to them. Hear it enough from people, and eventually you will realize what they're saying. Have anyone encountered those kind of comments? Yes, or is it just me? Yes, okay, good. Uh, realistically speaking, necessarily that's not always a good thing, right? My, my family, my, my wife and my sisters uh, sometimes say, oh, you remind me, what you just did, what you just said reminds me of your father. I mean, necessarily it's not a good reason why they're saying it. It's usually because of my stubbornness somewhere along the line. You guys know I'm not stubborn, right? Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> so um, that's just um, realistically speaking. You know, even with ministry, as you know, the good Lord um, called us to the ministry in, in, in Philadelphia, the table for not, not just three years. It's been 30 years, and we're just at a different level at this point. But when I look back, and I finally realize that it's actually an extension of my mother, for those that went to my mother's viewing, Pastor Tim and other ministers from here and family members, um, went to my mother's viewing, and it was only standing room only. It seated 400, 700, at least 700 visited my mother's house, my father, while he was living. Uh, during those difficult times or that difficult moment, you, when we went there, standing room only. Over 100 cars uh, were part of the process. And I'm not glorifying death. Um, I'm honoring my mother when I say that and, and the godly woman that she was. But little did I know that as, as I start um, contemplating on, on how and why we serve, I realized that my mother's ministry, right, was serving people because I asked the audience how many have... Um, 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 eating at my mother's house, and I just needed to see a show of hands, and my goodness, the whole place, so many people just raised their hands that they um, ate, drank a cup of coffee, and had some food in my mother's house, but little did I realize that trait, that gift was handed down to me, and we do the same every Saturday, obviously not just myself, but an amazing team. Why do we do the things that we do? In that same train of thought, as I was preparing for this message, um, I realized that I take a lot of pictures of the sky. 
if you look there, I think, I believe it goes as far back, whatever I can find, in, as far as 18, and I'm sure further back on, that I have placed uh, in Facebook and even in just my collection of pictures. I looked up to the sky. I was contemplating God's handiwork. I was just admiring the creation. I call me a little crazy, but I even try to look for little faces and stuff in the sky. Uh, am I the only one that does that? Uh, okay, thank you. Yeah, so you formulate and say, look, look what that looks like. And this is something that my wife can attest to because I'm always doing it in the car. She does it too. She doesn't see what I see and she just calls me crazy. Okay, you got that. So why do we do the things that we do? As I mentioned, is to contemplate his glory. Looking to the sky is to embark his beauty and knowing that it's like in the book of Solomon, the skirt filled the temple, knowing that his majesty and beauty is beyond the temple and in the heavens where the clouds could speak. They would testify of his greatness. I was doing it um, subconsciously, not realizing that it was in probably some of my troubled times. I wasn't looking at the skies. I was looking beyond the skies. I was thinking of the creator. I was thinking of his glory. I was looking for his handiwork. I was looking for his presence. Because it's one thing to look at the painting, but it's another to know who created that painting. Amen? Several weeks ago, Pastor Tim spoke on this message, one verse from his message, and I'm going to read it. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it in a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father that's in heaven. I usually close. They call me the closer. Pastor Tim and I are a pretty good team. That Sunday, I didn't close, but it was still in my heart of what the Lord had put in, in me in order to speak to the church. And as we know, the, the scriptures is a continuation. We serve the same God. We speak into the same church, and we're all an, an amazing team here. Amen? So, he was speaking about our light being dim. He even used the example of how um, it's potential to turn off when it's covered. And when it's covered, the light dims off and it turns off. And, and sometimes we must ignite that which is no longer glowing or shining. Where there was light, night, now there may, may be ashes. But the verse says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. How do we ignite it? Looking beyond the clouds, looking beyond the sun and the moon, and looking to the maker of the heavens and the earth. That's how. We reignite that which is turned off and in place of a light 
there is ashes. You know, several weeks ago, I felt like that. I felt like my light was completely out and what you and what I was seeing in, instead of a flame, it felt like it was ashes. Others may see what we don't see. You may feel or I felt like the light in my life was not lit because of difficult moments. My candle was covered over with a plate, and that is life issues. Little did I know that one of my uh, loved friends that at, at, at the table that served with us, uh, he was away for a little bit. His second weekend at the end of the line, he looks over, and when I look over at him with a big smile on his face, he says, Ben, Ben, I made it with a big old smile. I made it. But little did I know that his voice would be silenced, that a few days later I would be speaking at his viewing. My flame became ashes. I had to look to the maker of the heavens and the earth. And when I looked up, I realized that there was more to the story that to that story, that man that said, I made it, made it to the presence of God. I was sad and somber and a little destroyed, but I come to realizing when I looked up to the heaven, the God of the heavens, the creator of the heavens said, he made it. He made it to his presence. His words were words of prophecy absent from the body, present to the Lord. Then I started to, in that same train of thought, when I find myself down and out, I'm saying sometimes it feels like this mission that we're in, it's not worth it. But later on in that week, I received an email saying, another of our friends now has housing. Then I, I received another message from someone else that, that I called, trying to see if he was still in the streets. He said, Pastor Ben, today I start my new job. When it feels as if it's uh, not lit anymore, where it seems dark and dim, and it seems like there's ashes, amongst those ashes, God can lift someone up. Shall those bones live again? Hallelujah. If the Spirit... Or if God sends the Spirit to speak to those ashes and to those bones, life can come about. Life exists only and when God is called upon, when we look upon the maker of the heavens and the earth, when we call him, there shall be evidence that he shall light our lives and our lives lit will bless many others. For the reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of hands. How can we restore ourselves? Some of us may feel as though that our, our lamp is no longer shining. We may feel like we're down and out, but you and I don't know God's plan. You know at work, 
And this, this goes in that same train of, of thought that sometimes we feel as though that we're not shining, that we don't feel sufficient enough, that we don't got what it takes. But God sees beyond our thoughts. I was speaking to a guard at work this week, and, and the lady is passing by with her phone in her hands, and, and, and he says, Miss, Miss, your light is on. Well, obviously, if the phone is in your face, the light is on the outside. She couldn't see it, but someone else can see it. Miss, miss, your light is on. So she then turned it around and was able to see that it was on. What I'm trying to tell you this morning is that you may feel as if your light is turned off. You may feel that there's ashes in place of something bright and shiny. But what we need to do exactly what that verse is telling us. For this reason, I remind you to fan and to flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying of your hands. Do you feel blight, dull, not able to do what you did once? We're here to pray for you. We're here to help you ignite because you fan into flame sometimes just a little spark. Have you ever seen it? Sometimes firefighters have to go back to the same site because the winds blow in and that the, the little ashes have little sparks, which when the wind hits it, it ignites again. Sometimes they're sufficient. And if you're here, there is sufficient if you feel that way. So that the Holy Spirit in a whisper can blow into that little kindle and ignite it so that others may feel not only the light in their darkness, but feel the warmth that comes from us, from within, that only the Holy Spirit can give us. Amen? I think a good example of, of this, you see it up there where we're actually uh, praying for one another because uh, ministry can be a little tough. You know, who wants to be outside sometimes at 100-degree weather? Who wants to be outside at zero below? But we help warm each other up, and we become fire starters to ignite in each other that flame constantly. I think a good example of this is um, in the book of Acts chapter 16. A good example uh, of a well-lit lamp that is lit and when you light it, the whole house shines and God is glorified. Paul and Silas are in prison. They were incarcerated for doing the right thing. It was a woman that, that had uh, an evil spirit, basically, that, that the slave owners would benefit from it because she would, she would actually foretell their future. But it was due to evil spirits. So be careful when we go to those palm readers. Because it's not of God. So they rebuked it from her. So now they couldn't benefit from, from that evil spirit that she had. Uh, so they were both thrown into prison. Deep in prison, it says. In a dark place. It may have seemed, I know for some of us, and, and it's only but normal, being incarcerated for something that... Uh, was, was not warranted. In this case, uh, these men were thrown, after being beaten, they were thrown deep into the prison and instead of boohooing all over the place, 
they realized that in spite of what they were going through, their flames and their fire was still burning because what they decided to do, what they decided to do was to pray and sing. We can be in the most difficult situations in our lives and you still can shine. You may be under pressure. You may be sick, but you still can shine. How can we assure of this? Is by still praying and singing and bringing honor to the creator of the heavens and the earth. It was so powerful that although it was dark, although it was dark, let's look at this really closely. Let's look at the 29th verse. The jailer called for the lights, rushed and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They were so lit. They were so connected with the Heavenly Father that that one that guarded them fell to their feet wanting to know what did they do, need to do, he needed to do in order to be saved. To the extent that as the verse is said that, that Pastor Tim read um, in the book of Matthews, it says that it would light the whole house. That the light would brighten the whole house. In this case, we see that not only he was saved, but him and his family were saved. What you and I have is a powerful tool, but we have to know how to utilize it. We have to realize that we have it. We have to have that encounter with God so that he can inflame in us that which he's instilled in us. But my question to you is, and to myself, what is that gift that God has given you? What haven't you practiced in a while that God has given you because you don't feel worthy enough? I believe, totally believe that if you get prayed for, that gift, that gift, that light that instilled in you can shine brightly. It's an opportunity for us to have a re-encounter with the Heavenly Father and bring glory to God as these men did. Amen? Amen. The whole house came to the Lord and God was glorified. Amen.